Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 362. We'll be cleared. Her smile went sharp. Though I may be persuaded to return them in exchange for certain information. I heard the belling tower in the distance and gave a deep sigh. I didn't have much time for bargaining as I was already late for my meeting with Thrape. Fine. I said, irritated. But the ring will be kept somewhere safe. You can't wear it until I've defaulted. Devi frowned. You don't. I am not movable on this point, I said seriously. It belongs to a friend. It is precious to her. I would not have her see it on someone else's hand. Not after everything I did to get it back from Ambrose. Devi said nothing, her pixie face set in a grim expression. I put on my own grim expression and met her eye. I do a good grim expression when I need to. A long moment of silence stretched between us. Fine, she said at last. We shook hands. A year and a day, I said. That's the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. I'm confused. Uh Uh-huh. So she says that she'd be willing to... She says, so, though I may be persuaded to return them in exchange for certain information. So, is she saying that, like, later, if for some reason he can't pay the debt, then he'll give her information? Is that what's happening? Yeah, she's saying, like, you know, if he hasn't repaid her by the time the debt, by the time a year and a day is up, the items belong to her, and she can do with them whatever she wants. Unless he gives her the information. Yes. Got it. Okay, never mind. No longer confused. Thanks, bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, so she's sort of saying, I'm I'm holding these, like, if you don't come back in time, a year and a day, and they say it several times so we, the reader, know there's a ticking clock, then the only way you'll get this stuff back is if you give up your way into the archives. The way the chapter ends on a year and a day, it really does feel to me, and I don't actually remember how this happens, so don't at me, but that he's going to return like exactly a year and a day to the day that he makes this bargain and get his stuff back. Uh, could be. I don't recall. Do you think the year and the day thing is to is just because he has a flair for the dramatic, or do you think there's some? I think other he's just dramatic. Significance. It's close. He likes. Yeah, he likes the poetry of it. He's a drama queen. Hmm. Is there a real world reason that a year in the day w- would have been? A, a unit, like, to make sure there's no confusion about when the year ends or something like that? I'm doing some Googling right now. Carry on. I don't know. We also don't really know how long a year is in terms of this world. Like, we can assume it's 365 days the same way it is here, but we don't actually know it. No, it's definitely not 365 days. You, in, you think it's more or less? Uh, I don't recall, but Rothfuss has definitely tweeted or something about, you know, bold of you to assume that it has a 365-day calendar. I'm pretty sure the calendar is explicit. Like, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I think in, in some edition or other, or certainly in the ancillary material online, the year-to-day rule has been a common length of time for establishing differences in legal status. The phrase, year-to-day rule, is associated with the former common law standard that death could not be legally attributed to acts or omissions that occurred more than a year and a day before the death. It is elsewhere associated with the minimum sentence for a crime to count as a felony. So it has nothing to do with like fairy tale stuff. Hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah, it's just like an old-fashioned kind of statute of limitations. Hmm. Hmm. And Jordana, the the year of Temerant is made up of uh, eight months of four spans, so forty-four days each. Plus, there's seven days of high morning at the end of each year. So the calendar year right. is 359 days. I mean, it's pretty close. Yeah, well, some incredible Dorcas is probably going to point out that, you know, the implications of the year being much too much unlike our own year would have drastic consequences for like the mass of the planetoid or whatever. That that's too much math for me in a fantasy book. I'm just like not inclined to think about that kind of thing. That's perfectly reasonable. I don't really enjoy math in my fantasy either. Mm. I am also out of notes on this page. Me too. Well, I think Jordana, you probably have one more note. Oh yes, sorry. I do. It is the end of a chapter. This chapter was called Chasing the Wind, and it refers to the phrase which Alkshadal said, which Eladin noted. And Quoth is about to do. Yeah, that about sums it up. All right, let's do some mail. All right, fine. You insist. This is from Ethan, who writes on the archives, the Emir, and Puppet. Hi, pagers. I've been holding off on writing this because I fell a bit behind and thought somebody else would have written in already and didn't want to mention the same thing twice. When you had me on a Patreon episode last year, we were going to discuss our favorite fan theories, but we got sidetracked. This one keeps bugging me as we just read through Puppet's scene and then through Koth and Willem discussing that there is no meaningful mention of the Emir in the archives. Back in December 3rd, 2008, a blog called Fantasy Hotlist received permission from the publishing industry to post an excerpt from The Wise Man's Fear that had been included in the DAW sampler, a publication that contains excerpts from various forthcoming DAW titles. In this excerpt that they posted, the scene where the trio visits Puppet is included, but there's a big difference that has been removed from the release we see today. This excerpt was later removed from their blog, as Rothfuss revised the chapter and was uncomfortable having the unedited version floating around on the internet. To that end, if you don't want to read this on air, I don't mind. I'm going to read it. I managed to find the original version using the Wayback Machine, though, so it's included below. Below is the beginning of the conversation from the released version, followed in part by the sample version that was released back in the day. The release version reads as follows. I managed to pull my attention away from the tableau and looked up at our host. Puppet, I asked, have you read The Lights of History by Philotime Race? I saw Simon give Willem an anxious look, but Puppet didn't seem to find anything odd about the question. Uh, there's a gap. I was struck by a, sudden, by a sudden idea. Puppet, I asked, do you know what is behind the locked door on the floor above this one? To put it simply, this is the portion of the conversation where they discuss the two conflicting copies of the same book and discuss that it could be a later printing, but that conversation isn't in the original excerpt that was given in the sample that was released, and I think the original is much more interesting in helping to support our cracked pots. The sample version is below. I managed to pull my attention away from the tableau and looked up at our host. Puppet, I asked. You spend a lot of time in the archives, don't you? I saw Simon give Willem an anxious look, but Puppet didn't seem to find anything odd about the question. The Tellen at his feet stood and started to dance and caper about. Yes. Do you think it odd that there is so little information about the emir in the stacks? Oh, certainly, he said without looking up from the marionette at his feet. There should be scads of books, barrows full. About how many? I asked on impulse, leaning slightly forward in my chair. There should be. He closed his eyes briefly, then opened them. Roughly 620 volumes devoted to their explication. How many are there? Fifty or so that give them mention, but books where they are the main subject of discourse? He closed his eyes again. 
At his feet, the Telen lost its animation for a moment. Eight. I was quiet for a moment while I wondered what strange calculus had gone on behind his closed eyes to give him such specific numbers that he mentioned with such nonchalant belief. Somehow I found myself trusting his estimates. I was struck by a sudden idea. Dot, dot, dot. This passage confirms our already strong suspicions that the archives are being pruned of information about the Amir in some way, but still doesn't provide information as to the source of the pruning. And then there's links to the original and the post uh, on the blog. Signed, Ever wow. Effervescent Ethan. That is some very deep diving. My commendation, commendations? Is that the right word? To Ethan? Yeah. Good detective work. I have a lot of thoughts about this. The first is that I am loath to trust anything that was edited simply because it frankly like it, we shouldn't be looking at that for clues because it might not you know he might have changed the plot for all we know like anything that's been edited is no longer necessarily front and center i don't think this was edited in order to like hide a fact i think it was edited because uh puppets powers for lack of a better word are more interesting i think in the published version in this version he's basically like a like a little search engine. And that's less interesting than the puppet we get. Who like knows where books, like he sort of in the, in the puppet we get and correct me if I'm wrong, sort of knows where everything is shelved. He's like a card catalog. He knows where it's all shelved and it's implied that he's like read them all, but he doesn't, he doesn't do this. And this is a bit more like, this just doesn't feel as honest to me. Like the, the puppet we get in the book is mysterious but still kind of believable like i could believe that there's uh, a person who who sees the world this way and behaves this way but this one here like this one needed a rewrite because this is sort of a weird like to land on an estimate like such an exact number as an estimate and to be like yes it is weird you know i just this is doesn't strike me as as uh as polished a book like as polished a, a passage so i i am not that interested in looking for clues in here. I think it's interesting to see how the writing process evolves and looking at this and looking at the final passage, I wonder at Rothfuss's process for identifying and changing it. I do think that what ended up in the book is a lot stronger. Uh, I, I agree that what ended up in the book is stronger because of, uh, kind of because of the mystery and because Puppet is more interesting in it. So I'm mostly in agreement with you there. However, if the plot hasn't changed, that passage gives us all sorts of goodies that, I mean, maybe maybe makes things too obvious. Like, maybe it's not enough mystery at that point, but also I want to know things. So, I don't know. I have, like, a, a love-hate relationship with it. Like, I want to know, but also I like the current published version. Yeah, I'd be really interested in, like, I don't know what what you would call a documentary for a like the process of writing and revising a book, but I would find that pretty interesting. All right. Uh, and we'll continue to have strong convictions on tomorrow's page of the wind. wind.